Hey, Travis Rogers here. When you're not listening to me on the Lakers pre- and post-game shows, tune in to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, where she goes beyond the play and focuses on athletes, fans, and the biggest events that inspire and shape our community. Listen to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, Sundays, 5 to 6 a.m. ESPN LA 710. Hey, welcome to The Experience. I'm Laferne Cusack. Thank you so much for joining me here today. For more information, please log on to ESPN LA or join me on Twitter at Laferne Cusack. Today we're talking with amazing women. I have Lori de Guzman and Jeanette Oliver along with Jeremiah Oliver. They are all sp- Spartans. They do the Spartan race. Welcome. 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 Aru, aru. Aru, aru, aru. Yes, we'll have to tell you what that means. All yes. right. So, Je- Jeanette, now we've known each other for years. Yes. And how did you get into CrossFit? I know I know you tried to get me to go one time and it didn't work out for yeah. some reason. But because we have lives, it's hard to <laughs> try to find time for things. Yeah. Yes, I completely understand. So, so tell us, how did you get involved with CrossFit? Yeah, it started with, it definitely started with CrossFit. I've always, you know, I've always been active to some extent throughout my childhood. I've always been a bit of a tomboy and throughout my adulthood. Um, I always loved going to the gym to some extent. Um, thought what I was doing at the gym was a workout when it really <laughs> wasn't. I would go to the machine and I would do the machine and I would just, I thought I was always afraid to go too heavy and to do too much of a weight. So I just, uh, just did what I could on the machine. And, um, after I had Jeremiah and I was pregnant with him, um, my husband said that I was asking about this, these people running in and out of these buildings that we would drive by all the time. And I wanted to, uh, see what that was about. So he bought me a group on for, um, Christmas. And so I, uh, from there took me almost six months. The group on was going to expire. It was like three <laughs> days away from expiring because I had this mentality that, Oh, I would have to be in shape to do yes. CrossFit. Like there's this misconception about doing CrossFit and starting CrossFit that you have to be in shape. Well, that was the conversation that we yes. had. Yes. Right. So I would like start the gym for a month and then thinking I'm getting in shape for CrossFit and then it's something would happen with life or whatever. So I finally redeemed it. And I just remember my day one, uh, as they call it, they call it like the first time you walk into a CrossFit gym, they call it your day one, right? And I thought I was going to die. Like literally, I thought I was going to die. And I did the workout. I did the best I could. I came home and literally passed out on my couch <laughs> asleep for three hours. Oh my gosh. No joke. I, I just passed out on my couch for three. I mean, I was... It was one of those things where it was like the ugly sleep where you're just like (laughs) drooling because I was just done. Well, how long before uh, going to that class did you work out? Like, I I tried for like a month and then life would happen and then I would stop for a month and then I would try for a couple of weeks and then life would happen and then I would stop. Also, you get bored. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if you, you know, when you go to the gym and you just do your own thing, you don't know what you're really doing. Mm -hmm. I got, I would get bored after a couple of months or a couple of weeks, right? So, uh, yeah, so CrossFit just introduced me to the barbell, as I like to say. I never thought that I would even lift a barbell or what a barbell was. I thought it was for men. I didn't come from the background of women should lift heavy weights because then you become bulky and you yeah. become the stereotype, a, right? right? The stereotype. And, um, I would have conversations with people once I learned about what it meant to bulk up and be over muscly. 
that it really takes a lot of dedication with your food, your time in the gym, the amount of weight that you lift. And I just, I don't have the lifestyle for that. <laughs> None <laughs> would I want to even really do that necessarily. Uh-huh. Um, I just, you know, at the end of the day, I want to be healthy and, and happy and, you know, experience life with Jeremiah as right. he grows up and not sit on the sidelines and watch him grow up. Right. Right. Like I want to experience those life moments with him and being out and like riding a bike or roller skating or hiking or doing whatever that is that he loves to do rather than just sitting on the couch all day or sitting on the sidelines watching him play soccer. Exactly. So I had that same conversation. And Lori, how did you get involved uh, with working out and being fit and hooking up with Jeanette? Well, we've been friends for 30 years, and I've always um, loved to be fit. So, you know, I'd go to the gym, but I, you know, would kind of just get on the treadmill. Um, I joined this, um, I would join a spin class here mm-hmm. and there. I did this, uh, it's this dance called Bokwa. It's kind of like Zumba. So I did that, and then, but I usually get bored. So... So I just do different things, you know, do different things at the gym. But she's been talking to me about Spartan for like two years. And she's always like, you know, do a race with me, do a race with me. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to pay money to run through the mud. Like, you're crazy. (laughs) No, that's a waste of money. I'm not doing it. And for two years, she'd hound me. And I'm like, look, just stop. You're really bugging me. (laughs) Just stop it. I bug her a lot. She she bugs me a lot. I do bug her a We're lot. We're like an old married couple. We are absolutely. <laughs> That's when you've known each other for 30 yeah. years. So so she said, you know what? Hey, one time she was like, hey, so I bought the season pass for Spartan. I'm like, what? There's a season pass for Spartan? What is? What? <laughs> You're crazy. So she's like, I have race credit. And did you want to use it? And I'm like, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? You're going to pay for me to run through mud? Yeah, sure. Why not? I'll try it. So we train and she would have me do these crazy training things. Like she had me scale a wall. I'm like, what? People are staring at us. This is, this is, no, I look weird. I look crazy. I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so, uh, she, she, uh, said I could go ahead and, you know, um, use her credit. And so I went ahead and, um, I said, yeah, so I'll go ahead and do that. And after the first race, I just, I was hooked. I was like, I, I like this. And when we were training, she told me, you know, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. And I told her, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to try it, but I probably, I probably would hate it. I'm probably not going to like this, but. <laughs> and you, and you, you do love it. I you love did it. Your, your, well, your first race. I do. I, I love it. I love it. When I'm up there, like the last race, I hated it. I, it was a love hate kind of thing. Um, but I, yeah, no. I, well, I hated it actually. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me just tell you about this girl. So first of all, I did not think she was going to show up at the race. Honestly, you mean the, the first race? The first race. Yes, the first Honest race. Honest to God, I did not think. I thought, Something was going to come up. I was in a flake. And and not that she's a flaky person at all. She's not a flaky person. But I just thought there was going to be an excuse of something's going to come up. She's not going to go. Well, it's very challenging. It's just like if you don't do it, you it like for me, looking at all your posts and stuff, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, that would be really great. But then when you think about it, it's like, 
oh, but I don't want to go there and fail. You know, right. I'm not in shape. Yeah. And- there, there's definitely a misconception about it. Yeah, there and, is. And, you know, I was definitely af- afraid of her, you know, psyching herself out and getting so scared that she was not going to show up or she was not going to do it. And, you know, it's like it's same with CrossFit. CrossFit and Spartan races have a huge misconception for the everyday people. They see all the, the elite athletes or they see these people that are doing it often mm-hmm. and they and you know, it's the social media thing, right? Like your life is always better on social media than it is yes. in real life, right? Right. And, um, you know, for CrossFit, you know, for people that lift these really heavy weights, there's a lot of time and dedication that goes in, in that. But there's also a really great community, right? There's mm-hmm. people supporting each other of every age, every size, every um, point in their fitness, you know, sort of lifestyle. So if they're new, they are supportive if they've been doing it for three or four years. They're supportive with each other. Um, you know, at the end of the day, the whole idea for us as women, especially as women, is we should be lifting each other up. Yes. Right. right Regardless yeah. of where we are at in our lives. If we're sitting here in, in a spot where we're putting each other down, you know, what, what's the purpose of your life? Right. Like I just I don't live my life that way. And coming across CrossFit and Spartan races, that is is a, is is based on a community of supporting each other, mm-hmm. regardless of where you're at or what you want to do is just really amazing. So when you look at these people lifting really heavy weights, yes, people, there is women that do amazing things, both in this, in the CrossFit community and in the Spartan community, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they are just absolutely amazing, but you have to look at yourself and decide like, well, what is your goal? Like, what is my goal? What is my goal in all of this? My goal in all of this is to be the best me possible. Curly hair, my size, whatever that is. And then also to be a good representation for my son, an example for my son of what he can see a woman is going to be like. Right now I'm his mom, right? But eventually it's going to determine how he views women, right? And what women can or cannot do. So if I can be a positive influence in his life outside of being his mom, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that normal, oh, well, we love mom and we love what mom does. But if we can be that, ad- if I can be that added um, influence to say, you know what? Women can be strong. Women can work. Women can do this. Women can be a great wife. They don't have to just have the age old idea of having an apron on and being mm-hmm. stuck in the kitchen, which I think we're moving far away from. But yeah. And Jeremiah, you ran in a Spartan race too. Tell us about that experience. You brought all your medals here? Yes. Yes, I did. And the first time when I did the mud, I was like, no way, Jose. I am not getting dirty. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm not like my mom. I just want to stay clean. <laughs> so, so the way to stay healthy and get strong for the Spartan race is like you have to eat good vegetables so you could be good for the Spartan race. So when you come to it, you're all trained and ready to go. Also, one thing is hard, Big Bear. Big Bear is a brutal course. <laughs> you cannot pass one single course. But I could do all of them, not the mud and not the rope. Those are two new things. Actually, the mud is not new. Well, how did he get involved? I mean, what what does it take for 
you to bring your family on your son on he's only he's seven seven years old yes um so when i did my first spartan race actually um lori's first spartan race was my anniversary two-year uh race which was kind of cool that she was able to do that one and it kind of hooked her as well yeah um but when I did that one and I did, I didn't even know they had anything for kids. You know, you don't, mm-hmm. you go into these things, you don't really know what to expect. And when I saw that kids were able to do it and there's just this big festival atmosphere, I'm like, the next one, I am bringing Jeremiah with me. Right. So they have, they have kids appropriate or age appropriate races for the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, six to four to six years old is a half mile. Mm-hmm. You could run the course with the kids. Mm-hmm. You don't, they don't go by themselves. You're able to run right along with them. You're able to help them out with the obstacles if needed. Um, seven to 10 years old is a little bit different. If needed, you can run the course with them, but they do encourage you to let them do all the obstacles themselves. Um, if they're too much, if the obstacles are too heavy or they're too hard, they do encourage the kids to help each other, Yeah, which is really great. It's a really great life lessons for the kids. Um, and then the older kids 10 to 13, I believe it is. It's a, it's a two mile course. And, um, they just added on this past year, uh, competitive heats for the kids. Cause one of the biggest complaints was that the kids were doing these races, but there was no competition. It was all sort of for fun. So they added, um, competitive heats on for the kids for, uh, the one mile and the two miles and they get the special medals. They get placement and whatnot. We're not quite there yet with Jeremiah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, he's close to, he's close. And Lori, so when you came on and you see uh, Jeanette running and you see her son, what inspired you to continue to participate? I I think it's just the competitiveness in me. I'm very I'm highly competitive. So we do the open, which you know we don't like. We don't go for our time, our podium, I guess they call it. What's, what's the open? What's so the-, the open is where it's anybody can, can join oh, at any okay. age group. Oh, okay. And, and then there's the more competitive group. It's called the age group, right? So they compete for time and to stand on, you know, for podium. I guess that's what that's called. So because I'm new, I'm slow and I'm really slow. <laughs> We and I struggle that she's very slow. <laughs> what slow uh, going through the obstacles or slow running? All of the oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you know, I know for me, um, I like a challenge. So I know fast forward, like in two years, I'm gonna want to like you know stand on that podium. <laughs> But I have to work towards that because, you know, it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of training involved. Um, You know, your food intake has to be on point. Um, You know, just being able to work up that intensity. But I love it. I mean, Mm -hmm. I love it's weird for myself. Like, I don't really like to exercise, but I like the high and I like the feeling that I get Mm -hmm. after I'm done, Mm -hmm. which is I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. So when I'm running these races, like. I don't love going through the obstacle. (laughs) Like, I don't love climbing up that ski slope, you know, but like I had a high that just this awesome natural high after the rate after Big Bear, besides being in pain. But um, (laughs) but for me, it's just the love of the afterwards. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense or not. But yeah, yeah, Yeah. I just love the feeling that I have that I accomplished something that, you know, even it took me, you know, a gazillion hours to finish. (laughs) 
but she finished. But I finished. Yeah. The important thing is that I tell yeah. her is that and she that finished. I finished. Like, we, we have a little bit of a running joke about just being slow and whatnot. And what she doesn't understand is that when she first started, she could barely even run a f- few meters. I mean, a couple of years ago when we were working out together, she I was, hate running. She, and I, I do too. Absolutely. I do too. But she was not even able to do. Wow. Oh my gosh. It, it, it was like maybe a hundred yards. Barely, if that. if that, right? Now she's running with a weighted vest on. Like she's come a long way, but she pounds, doesn't. By the way, <laughs> just let's clarify. clarify. <laughs> so she's come a long way in her training. She's, I mean, she does remarkable. It's really quite amazing. Like even to see like how she lifts and some of the things that she's willing to do at first, as she was saying, she'd be like, what are you having me do here? I don't yeah. get this. And yeah, I tried she to explain bags her. of rocks. Rocks. Wait, why? So we can train oh. <laughs> with them. Yeah. Like she bought bags of rocks and I try else? to, I try to mimic the obstacles yeah. in the everyday life. Right. Cause you don't, we don't really have the money to buy all these elaborate, yes. you know, or build this elaborate obstacle course ourselves in our mm-hmm. backyard or we don't have the room. So I try to find ways to like mimic the obstacles. So I'm like, smart. Oh, well, what if we just get a bunch of rocks and put it in a, grocery bag and tie it up and let's just carry it up the the bleachers or whatnot. And uh yeah, she would be like, what are you having me do? <laughs> and I said, just trust the process. Just yeah. trust me. And when she did her first race and went through and she's like, oh, it makes sense. I get it oh, now. Yeah. I absolutely get it now. Yeah. So, you know, we do joke around about being slow, but, you know, we're not in it to um get any podiums, to mm-hmm. get right any... Now. <laughs> well, right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> said from the woman who was done doing any more Big Bear Beast. <laughs> wow. We just came off a race last weekend. Last weekend. That was up at Big Bear. The course was throughout Snow Summit. So um the elevation gain throughout the 13 miles was 5,000 feet total. Wow. And basically the, the, the course was just, you surfaced Snow Summit up and down, up and down for about six and a half miles. Took you off the core, off the snow summit for about three miles on the back, on the back hike, brought you back to the top of the mountain. And then the last three or four miles was, was just so painful. Up and down. Painful. <laughs> the mountain. <laughs> yeah. So to give some perspective, my first year doing that course took me eight hours oh. in 2017. Don't, don't say what, how long the it took. The second year. <laughs> I did it. It took me seven and a half hours. I was happy to kind of beat my score by, by half, um, half an hour. And I would explain to her some of the concepts behind this race and the intensity of the mountain, not even hills, intensity of the mountains. Cause we're climbing up. It's a ski slope. <laughs> right. We're People climbing ski up on these slopes. <laughs> right. We climb, we're climbing up black diamonds mm-hmm. and blue squares. If anybody knows what the, 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 um, terminology behind skiing is. And she would tell me, I don't understand how we're going to be out in the course for eight hours. I, she's like, I just don't get it. And I said, you know what? You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> and you just take one step in front of the other. Like as long as you can go one step, you just go. Right. And we prepare with food and I gave her a lot of tips. Um, fortunately or unfortunately, it took us 10 and a half hours. <laughs> I wanted to quit like. Point two into the race, point really? two miles into the race. Yeah. But, and I never said that I wanted to tap out. Mm-hmm. I never said it, but I thought it. Yeah. Um, it was hard. It was tough. I mean, it, it was tough. It was tough. Yeah. I was in pain. My muscles hurt. I, my toe hurts. I went in with an injured foot already. Oh. Um, but it, it's amazing because I looked at, you know, um, Instagram and 
some guy did it in two hours. Actually, three people did it. The three that st- uh, that placed first, second,、mm-hmm. and third. It was like two hours. Well, what is the range? Like, is it usually? Do people usually take eight hours? What's the average? You know, the average is about six to eight hours. I mean, you know, the average would be six to ten hours. It just depends on for people like us. Well, you know, it just depends on like what your physical capabilities are. It、mm-hmm. depends on how much you want to challenge yourself. You know, for for Lori, it was her first race, so she didn't really know what to expect with those intense hills. We did try to do a lot of hill training, but the mountains of Snow Summit are just. They're just really hard to mimic unless you're actually doing the actual race.、Mm-hmm. We did actually go up to, to Big Bear a couple of weeks prior, but they wouldn't let us go up and down Snow Summit.、Mm-hmm. So we did some of the back trails, but even then, it's not the same as you know climbing a black diamond. It's、right. just you can't. It's just really hard to mimic. Um, so, do are all of the races are all of them going uphill, or is no? It, it just depends on where the race is at.、Okay. So,、um, in January in Chino, it was a f- completely flat course, so they call it a runner's course. There was very minimal, minimal hills, if even you want to call anything a hill, right? Because you're out、mm-hmm. in Chino. Chino is a pretty flat area.、Um, that's a course that you could run the most of or jog the most of. Um, after that, we did San Jose, which actually was like in the Modesto Hills area. So, like, if you're driving up the five and you see all those rolling hills, we were in those rolling hills,、wow. and it was just absolutely gorgeous up there. But even then, those hills, the intensity of those hills are nothing like Big Bear, right? Because you don't have the altitude, you don't have the elevation, you don't have the elevation gain, right? So,、um, combined with the thirty obstacles, combined, well, you have. I mean, there were it was eight to ten miles when we were up there for for the Modesto race, and it was probably about twenty obstacles at the time. Oh, I'm still referring to Big Bear. <laughs> she hasn't recovered from it, right? <laughs> She's like Big Bear. Oh,、uh, Big, Big Bear, Big, Big Bear. Bear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, even myself, like I'm not a like I cannot run up the hills. Like I'm not. My body is not equipped. My body is not equipped to run up these hills. I'm just not there yet. So、mm-hmm. I do try to do a fast hike or a power hike going up the hills. Um, and then I also try to encourage her about how to climb the hills, and you know, to really use your legs and to really just take strong steps versus like smaller steps.、Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so you can have. So it just depends on the location of the venue, right?、Mm-hmm. So it can range from a pretty flat course to rolling hills to something really intense like Big Bear. Which they call it the Beast, and now I understand why they named it the Beast. <laughs> well, so the, the, so just to clarify, the race that we did was the Beast because it was thirteen. It's twelve to fourteen miles. It turned out to be thirteen miles. So that's the、yeah. the length of the race is called the beast. the beast. That mountain, that race itself is actually called the Soul Crusher. Oh, because yeah. yes, when you、yeah. start the race, highly appropriate. Yes, <laughs> when you start the race, the guy will say, "Be prepared to leave part of your soul up in this mountain." Wow, and it is it is absolutely true. You go through every single emotion possible up in、yeah. that mountain. You will be. Oh, this is not too bad. Maybe Lori didn't experience that in the first mile, but you're like, oh, this is not. No, I was crying.、Bad. I was climbing up that second、yeah. hill, and I was crying. <laughs> and then she, by mile three, she was crying. Wow! And I'm laughing, not at her, but I'm laughing because I get it. Yeah, like I know that feeling, right? Right, because your first. Tell us about your first, yeah, Spartan race. Yeah, so my the first time I was up in Big Bear,、um, it is intense. Like. 
absolutely, I would not recommend Big Bear as your first race just because it, it is it is such an intense course. But you did that as your first race. No, that oh. was my first. My first race was in Castaic Lake. Oh, oh right. Yeah. Right, so Castaic yeah. 2016. And it was a small race. It was three to five miles. Um, it might have been four miles at the time. And I and I remember this was just really crazy. So they sent us up a hill for the mm-hmm. first two miles or so. And at the top of the hill, I was like, oh, gosh, we're at the top of the hill. I could breathe. This is so great. Mm -hmm. And then they make you pick up a sandbag and carry it even further up the hill. Oh. (laughs) And I was like, I have this picture of me like carrying this sandbag. How many pounds is the sandbag? The sandbag was 20 pounds. And at the time, I was like, this, how do you carry a 20 pound sandbag up the hill? I don't know what has happened since that course, but they no longer have 20 pound sandbags. They're 40 pounds for women really? yeah. and 60 pounds for men. Wow. Yeah. And so there are these. Which she can now do the 60 pounds. Yeah. She and, can do the men's. And, and, and is that because of your cross fit training b- prior to getting into the Spartan race? Yes. Um, well, so, uh, to be able to do the obstacles is definitely because of weightlifting and CrossFit. CrossFit introducing me to the barbell, to heavy weights, understanding how to lift those weights properly, you know, really f- focusing on your form. Mm-hmm. Form and function is like the first main two things of CrossFit. They will not let you lift weights if you don't have your form. Mm-hmm. They will not let you lift weights if you don't have the proper functionality of why you're doing it and understanding those type of techniques. Mm-hmm. It's not something you learn overnight. It's mm-hmm. not something that comes to you. I feel like I will always be a student of the barbell. I'm three and a half years into this. And I feel like I'm always learning. I'm always learning something new. I'm trying to show Lori some movements. Lori! <laughs> I feel like I'm always learning, even yeah. though I'm trying to show her some stuff, but I'm not a certified coach. I'm not, you know, I'm just showing yeah. her from experience. Yeah. After Big Bear, I've al- I already have a plan of action. A POA. <laughs> tell, um, tell me, tell well, me what it we is. Have one, we have um, three races coming up in Hawaii and one of them is the Beast. Which, um, I can't even get out of that now because it's every <laughs> four ready. Eight, four. <laughs> no, but not that I want to, but, um, but yeah. So from now until August, I've already like planned out what I need to do to prepare for it. And, uh, I'm going to have to lift heavier. I'm, I'm just going to have to lift heavier. I'm going to have to eat more, eat better, gain more muscle. Um, and I think for me, um, I need more accountability. Mm-hmm. We all do, right? But, um, so I've already planned that I'm going to join a, a CrossFit gym just because, you know, they do a lot of, um, hit, I guess it's called hit, um, the strengthening, the high intensity level. Cause that's one thing that I learned about myself. I just don't, um, when I was up there, my heart was beating so fast mm-hmm. and I thought I was going to go into AFib and she's like, <laughs> no, 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 that's normal. That's called redlining. I'm like, okay, but I'm like redlining for like the last hour. Oh. I'm going to like have a heart attack up here. Right. <laughs> my heart won't stop beating so fast. <laughs> I think I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I know for me, like, um, yeah, so I'm just, I, I'm going to join a CrossFit gym and hit that high intensity high intensity level of exercise. And um, I just have to get acclimated to that and just lift more just to be able to pull off the next one because I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I want to be able to complete it, but I don't want to struggle as much. Like mm-hmm. for myself, you know, I want to be able to meet, beat that time next time. And 
she's got three races planned for us in Hawaii, <laughs> which is the Such bees. the planner. Yeah, Jeanette. right. Such the planner. Yeah, she just throws me into I'm the accountability things. partner. Yeah. <laughs> that she's talking about. So three races in a weekend. So 13 uh, miles for the Beast for Saturday day for day one yep. um, up in um, Oahu. Oahu. And then on Sunday, we're going to do the Super, which is eight to 10 miles. And then right after that race, she wants me to do the – Sprint, Sprint, which is three to five. And I already told her, you, you might as well cancel day two. <laughs> I'm going to be out no. on the beach. <laughs> I said, no, we're not canceling day two. We're just going to train differently. We're going to train smarter. We're going to train harder. And, um, she can do it. I mean, yeah. absolutely she can do it. There's yeah. not an issue. No, all she joking aside, all joking aside. No, I do, I do love it. I, you know, it's, um, it's going to be a challenge, but I'm up for it. I love a challenge. And so. Well, how, how do you get prepared for Hawaii when you're here? Like, how is there a course online that you can see what it looks like? And, no, no. Mm-hmm. So the the most that you can do is you can look at prior race courses. But for the most part, um, for her, for Lori, I was telling her that, you know, one of the reasons why we did Big Bear was just, just to get the miles under her feet of doing an actual Spartan race, right? But at the end of the day, the root of it all, you don't have to... Um, you don't, you know, you go out there and, you know, you take your fitness level for whatever it's at and then you just do the race mm-hmm. because you're supported. You're, you're surrounded by people who are going to help you through the obstacles, who are going to cheer you on through the obstacles, whether you know them or not. Like people are just cheering yeah. you on. Like mm-hmm. it, it's, I really have to quite say amazing. the Spartan community, there's such an awesome community. Everyone out, out there is so, um, helpful. And if you're out there struggling, like they'll I, they'll just jump, run into they'll, you. Yeah, yeah, they'll just, just, they'll just, um, I, I fell off. Well, I didn't fall, but I slid down this A frame wall and this guy immediately like was, you know, asked me, do you need help? You know, and he like stuck out his hand and, oh, and every single obstacle was like that. And it's just amazing how just awesome how people can be so helpful and so motivating out in the course. And one guy, you know, he asked me, do you want some goo? You know, the, the <laughs> caffeine. Goo. Yeah. So what is like that? This, this is like called this thing goo. called racer's goo. So okay. it's like, it's like, it's like caffeine infused like liquid jelly yeah. type oh. of thing or it could be that uh, you eat. Are, yeah. yeah oh okay yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's so it's the idea is to be able to get it down quicker than oh, just the sitting there yeah. eating uh like a oatmeal bar yeah. or something like that so yeah yeah. But, yeah everyone there is just so um helpful and just so motivating and um i slipped one time and the guy behind me you know immediately you know stuck his hand out and helped me up so it's just awesome seeing you know that just in human beings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People yeah. Are, are nice. <laughs> yeah. But you know, to, to go back to your question about preparing though, um, you know, one is having the experience. So as the more races you do, you get more, more of the experience. She understands her body more. She understands what her body looks like and feels like out in the race course. So along with the tips that I can give her from just my own personal experience of doing so many races, um, just know what she knows about herself. Then we could just incorporate those training techniques together. Um, you know, as she was saying, her joining a CrossFit gym would be very helpful to her. We can't always get together to train. We try to as much as we can, but you know, she obviously has a family and a job. I have a family and a job. So when and where we can, we do get together to train and um, we do get outside to be able to get those miles underneath us. Um, but really at the end of the day for her to be able to lift and get her strength mm-hmm. will be very beneficial um, to get her hanging grip. I'm very particular about our hanging grip because naturally as women, 
Whereas people, maybe as adults, we don't have that. When you're seven, do you remember hanging from the monkey bars? <laughs> from the apparatus. That's my son's favorite thing. Right? right? Yeah. It was nothing. Nothing at all at seven years old, right? But as an adult, you just, you lose all that, mm-hmm. right? So we're constantly working on our hanging grip, um, trying to get that in check and, um, yeah, as she was saying, like, you know, our, our, we have our little Instagram account together and we're eat, lift, race. She doesn't have right. the problem eating. I have the problem. I'm the one who loves the food. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Which actually is not uh, a good thing for me because I have always dieted. So that's not helpful when you're out. No, cause you, you know, need, cause you need that the energy. Fuel. Yeah. yeah. So for me, you know, I have to force myself to eat. Um, I don't have to force myself to eat. Let's just be really clear about that. I am not one of those people that forgets to eat. Yeah. Yeah. And I need to eat because I'm out there, you know, um, running up and down those mountains that, you know, I need the fuel. Otherwise yeah. I'll, I'll pass out. Well, yeah. so when you go to the track, so you're, you take a bag with all your food and stuff then? When we're training, we don't. Oh, no, when okay. we're training, when we're training, cause we're training only for an hour, maybe two hours. So the, the, um, the food with that that we eat, we don't eat food while we're training. It's really just while we're out in the race course. Yeah. Okay, like protein um, snacks and yeah. yeah. So I my my thing my sort of rule of thumb is um, a snack every hour that you're out in the course, and it really just depends on your level of fitness. I mean, you don't follow that rule. What are yeah, you I don't about? necessarily. I was just gonna say I don't necessarily follow that rule. I, I was eating one time. She's like, "What are you doing? Eating? I'm going up the hill." <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "I'm she gonna was, pass out." <laughs> she was eating as she was climbing the mountain. I'm like, "How do you eat while you climb the mountain?" <laughs> I'm gonna pass out. <laughs> I'm like, "We'll eat at the top of the mountain, not while we're climbing the mountain." I'm I'm either eating or I'm dying. Which yeah. one? Right, exactly. <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> right. Yes. This time I actually want to eat because I'm gonna die. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> totally. So, yeah. So it's just, you know, there's, it's, it's, it's a lot of little things in, in your, um, in your training, right? And it's just, it's really also, it, it's, you know, it depends on how much your focus is, like yeah. what your end goal is. Like for me, I, 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 yeah, I love doing these races. I love being outside. I have an inside job. Yeah. So I love yeah. being outside. I love being outside with my son. Well, how do you both do that? How do you, how do you manage your job? Which, I mean, like, that that's one thing that i'm i'm trying to balance out cuz i'm always working you know i'm all it, it's it's a problem yeah <laughs> so how do you manage working out having your family time and working mm-hmm. yeah and managing it all yeah yeah well yeah well for me um being a single mom you know it's um it, it it's difficult but um what i try to do is you know i try to schedule out um, two nights a week with Jeanette so we can meet up. We'll meet halfway. Mm-hmm. We'll meet like, you know, um, at the Rose Bowl or something like that. We'll, we'll train there for about an hour or we'll meet up at the gym after work and we'll train for about a couple of hours. And then, you know, um, she would like for me to train <laughs> on my own, like the other nights, mm-hmm. you know, either, you know, doing something at home or going to a gym close by to my house. Mm-hmm. Cause I enjoy working out with her. Um, she pushes me actually, I don't really enjoy it, but she pushes mm-hmm. me, which is what I need that accountability. And so we, we try to plan out our workouts at the beginning of the week as to, you know, what two nights would work for the both of us. And then, so that way, you know, at least we're consistent in our training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I've even gone to like her job 
because she has a gym there. Oh, I do even, you work out there? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So when the, do you, when do you work out there? So we should meet up in the morning. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, and it's, it's a, you know, it's a small gym, but it has everything that yeah. we need for sure. You know, for myself, it's, it's one of those things that I've, I've learned that if there's only one option for me to work out, it's never going to happen for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Because our lives just don't. It fluctuates so much. Right. Because you mm-hmm. think, okay, today I'm going to wake up and go to the gym or I'm going to go mm-hmm. to the gym after work. But then your son wakes up sick or yep. he comes home from mm-hmm. school sick or your husband has to go somewhere or, or something else. You have to work late and then you lose that option and then you don't work out that day. Right. So for myself, I have just found, I've just set up the options for me to have at my disposal, right? So I set my, I built myself a home gym, a full on home gym. That, yeah, I saw that photo. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> that, you know, if I can't get to the gym at work, if I can't get to meet up with Lori at the Rose Bowl or someplace, um, then I have that last option of working out at home. I don't get to use my home gym all the time, but it's there on the weekends. It's there on the holidays. Then when I'm not at work, um, mm-hmm. The other option is I either work out after work or I take one hour during the week at lunch and work out at lunchtime. Mm. So that means that you have to be much smarter and more efficient about how you work out because you don't have two or three hours to, you know, goof around and work out during lunchtime and then take a shower and mm-hmm. put your makeup back on and get back to work. And, you know, and even then you have to find a lunchtime where you don't, you don't, you're not booked in by meetings. Right. Right. Like, or you don't have to be back at a certain time. Yes. So. For me, I just found that if I sort of plan out the week the best I can, I get the workout in when and where I can. Mm-hmm. Then if something happens, somebody gets sick or somebody has to work late or I have to do this or I have to do, do that, I'm not with a week without working out because mm-hmm. that's my only option. Mm-hmm. That has absolutely been the game changer for me. Uh, when I was going to CrossFit, I'm no longer, um, I don't uh, belong to a CrossFit box anymore. Just because it became such a chore to get there, mm-hmm. um, in trying to get Jeremiah or trying to get over to the class on time or whatnot, um, I would lose out on my workouts. I would go a week without working out because something had happened. So I have just found if I create all these little options for me, mm-hmm. then it gets done. Luckily, I'm at a point in my sort of fitness journey that I know how to do these workouts by myself and I know how to motivate myself. And I'm trying to get Lori there because her biggest complaint is that she gets bored by herself. Mm. And I get it. Yeah. Right. right. Like, mm-hmm. I get it because I don't necessarily always like to enjoy working out by myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I honestly, I am like, I don't feel like working out today. And I know I need to work out because we have this big race coming up or I know I need to work out because maybe there's a competition or something mm-hmm. going on. Right. So literally I will go in, I will say I'm doing four movements and I'm not going to lift heavy. I'm not going to lift, um, more than that. I'm just going to go in. I'm going to do these four movements. I'm like, it's like walking. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to literally walk. I'm just going to do the movements and I'm not going to worry about like being pumped or mm-hmm. being excited or being happy about being there. I'm just going to do the movements just to get it done. Yeah. 90% of the time, once you're in, I'm golden. Mm-hmm. Like 90% of the time, like once I start lifting, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, the, the, the endorphins start going mm-hmm. and I feel good and it's not that big of a deal. But sometimes, yeah, I just do it for the chore of it. Mm-hmm. Honest to God, I do it for the chore of it. And I know at the end of the day, if I just do it for the movements, I'm still going to get stronger. Right. right. And then just know that the next workout's going to probably be with Lori. And then we're going to be goofy and laugh and be mm-hmm. silly and, you know, talk trash to each other, which <laughs> we love doing, you know, um, or, uh, 
maybe I'll work out with somebody new. Like yeah. I've just learned that that works well for me. But I, I think that's a, a good uh, strategy because a lot of people get overwhelmed with, oh, okay, I got to do, I got to do five miles today. Yep. And, you know, looking at all that you have to do instead of focusing just on the core mm-hmm. that you need, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then, and then you're like, oh, well, I can't do it because you get overwhelmed by yeah. Mm-hmm. what's ahead of you instead yeah. of staying where your feet are. Yeah, right? absolutely. Right. And some people have the luxury, and I say this all the time to Lori, some people have the luxury of working out every day at five o'clock in the afternoon or five o'clock in the morning, right? Like that's what their lifestyles allows. Mm-hmm. That is just not how my lifestyle is set up, mm-hmm. right? It's just the way it is. And once I got that out of my head, then I'm not going to go every day at five o'clock in the afternoon or five o'clock in the morning and know that one day it's going to be at lunch and one day it's going to be after work and one day it's going to be alone and one day it's going to be with Lori. One day it might be with a group of people and having that idea that it's not the same thing every time, then I'm not, I'm no longer discouraged by it. Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. I would see people, they would go to the gym. I'm like, Dang, how are they there every day at 5 p.m.? Like, how is that even possible? Mm -hmm. Their lifestyles allows for that. Mm -hmm. And once I let go of that and I created my own environment of what works best for me, that was the game changer for me. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm learning that. Um, So I, my assignment is to clean out my garage so I can create my own home home gym, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I see that is very helpful. Uh, because I do go to her house, you know, we work out in, in her gym. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's actually, actually, that's something that I uh, have something planned out too in my to-do list. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's <laughs> Which hard, will be though. helpful. Yeah. Be and helpful. it is hard. I mean, it's not something like I didn't build my gym overnight. Right. And I don't have $10,000 sitting on the side to build a home gym. Like everything I've bought in my gym is all used. 90% of the stuff in my home gym is used and it took about a year to build it right? Because I was on let go. I was on offer up. I was on Craigslist and I would just search and search and search for things that were at a really good price. My probably my biggest downfall is I'm very, very particular about the the equipment that I have in my gym because I like things to match. <laughs> Where I become a little bit of a girl is like, I like things to match and I like, you know, the, the bumper plates to be colorful and not just black. And I was looking for all these sort of, you know, the kettlebell needed to be a certain way, right? But um, as long as you're patient, you can mm. find them. I mean, new things for really, really cheap on some of these um, apps or Craigslist, but you have to just be safe. The most important thing is that if you're buying stuff on let go, you're buying things on offer up, just be safe about it, right? Because you're going in and you're meeting up with people that you don't know. And, um, you know, 90% of the time I had my husband on the phone with me and just saying, hey, you know, I put him in my shirt and say, I'm, he's on speakerphone just to kind of mm-hmm. know where I'm at. Or I'd call Lori and be like, Hey, I'm buying something just to stay on the phone with me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that is smart. So what, what is in your gym? What does, what does Lori have to do to build a gym? <laughs> <laughs> what do I have to do, Jeanette? <laughs> Clean out her garage. <laughs> the thing Number I've been one. on her forever about, right? So, um, she has a, a barbell. So, you know, definitely a set of weights helps, right? So it depends on your, the room that you have available and what your end result is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, we're, my husband and I are very, very particular about parking our cars in our garage. So everything, all my gym equipment is strategically placed and strategically bought so that it goes up against the wall so we can park both of our cars in the gym. I pull my cars out. I pull all the equipment out. I put it all back away. 
absolutely learned that from CrossFit. (laughs) I remember the first day I walked into a CrossFit gym or CrossFit box, I was like, this is not a gym. Because you think about 24-hour fitness or, you know, the big there's box no gyms. Mm-hmm. There's no mirrors. There's no mirrors. There's no equipment. There's no the, – the equipment is so limited, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I learned, oh, I don't want to say to get an effective workout that you can't do that at LA Fitness. You absolutely can, right? Mm-hmm. But to get a different type of workout based on what your goals might be, you don't have to have a lot of equipment, right? And um, and it could be strategi- strategically placed as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for myself, I have um, two barbells. I have what's called a women's barbell, which has a smaller diameter in the lift of it, like mm-hmm. in the bar of it. Um, and it's slightly light. It's slightly lighter. Mm-hmm. And then I also have a men's barbell for my husband if when and he when he does lift mm-hmm. <laughs> with me um, that has a, a wider diameter in the in the grip, um, a full set of bumper plates, uh, a full set of dumbbells, a full set of kettlebells, um, a weight ball. Ba- uh, um, a medicine ball to do like wall balls. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to have like a box for a box jump, but then that's where I get creative, right? So I just stack all my bumper plates up to a certain height. And then I use that as my box jump um, where I incorporated my Spartan training and all this is that I bought um, a rope for a rope climb, even though you do do that in CrossFit as well. And then I bought about three sets of rings, <laughs> like the gymnastic rings, like they do use gymnastic rings in CrossFit, to do, to do this movement called a ring muscle up. Mm-hmm. So it's basically you're hanging from the rings and then you muscle yourself up to like where your the rings are oh, down right. by your hips. Mm-hmm. I cannot even, I'm not even remotely close to doing something <laughs> like that. Um, but I bought it because I use it for, um, the, the rings in the Spartan race. So there's one of the obstacle, one of the obstacles is to be able to, um, go across rings, about 10 rings that, um, you kind of swing across. Right. One of the Those obstacles are so hard. Yeah. One of the obstacles is a rope climb. So I have all this inside my, my, my garage so that we Where, can. Where's your rope hanging from? From the main beam. So like your garage, oh, you know how the, yeah, yeah. your garage is exposed. So that main beam, I just have it tied around there. Oh, Same okay. with my, my rings and they're just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> I tried it out with them. Yep. They're yeah. just sitting there. Yeah. First time I saw them, like, Okay. <laughs> that's yeah. a, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. So everything's yeah. very strategically placed. So my car goes in and out. Pretty cool. And, that's safe. um, yeah. And people could come over like Lori. People and, like me. And play. <laughs> <laughs> Even her daughters had fun on my yeah, <laughs> gymnastic that is so rings. cool. Yeah. <laughs> that is really cool. Yeah. So Jeremiah, how do you like your mom being in Spartan races? So good that I want to keep on going. Until I be like an adult and I could be like my dad and get strong. Awesome. Yeah. And that's good that, awesome. that, that they can participate too, you know, having the kids participate is, uh, that's one thing that we're trying to teach my son as well is that, you know, n- not only are you supposed to be healthy mentally, but add that component in to where you're working out and being fit, that's a part of your lifestyle. So that's great. Yeah. You know, it's really funny because with, you know, when we're kids, we naturally are very active, right? I mean, when we were growing up, we were always outside. There was no iPads. I Mm -hmm. mean, not to make us sound like we're a million years old, but we are still of that generation that we didn't grow up with iPads. We didn't grow up with these cellular phones necessarily, right? So Mm -hmm. 
the only thing to do other than sitting in front of the TV was to go out and play, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, the the world was a much different place and 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 whatnot. But um, yeah, my mom would say, "Lafern, get up off the couch and go get off your butt and go outside and play." <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> my mom used to. My mom and dad would always. You know what? Although I have to say, like my mom, it wasn't hard to get me outside to play because I was I was such a tomboy. Always, yeah. always outside playing. Yeah. But today it's different, right? I yeah. mean, everything is at Nintendo our Switch. Oh my and gosh. Right. So, and luckily he, like my son is not a lazy kid. Like he, he does love being outside and we mm-hmm. try to incorporate that as much as we can. But I don't want to get to that point where we're just sitting down and we're like playing the Nintendo Switch or watching the iPad all day long. Don't get yeah. me wrong. There's afternoons where it's nice just yeah. to be able to do that. But yeah, if I can get outside. Yeah. I, I like to try to get outside where we can. Yeah. 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 No, I remember as a kid playing kickball out in the street and riding my bike around the block mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, with my brothers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, so as a kid, I've always loved to be active. And so, you know, being out as an adult, you know, climbing up these mountains and just being out, um, you know, out in nature, it's, it's, it's an awesome, um, it's an awesome experience. Yeah. And I'm really, I'm really grateful that, you know, I was able to connect with my best friend um, because, you know, we've been best friends for 30 years. And it's just in the last two years that, you know, we have connected again to be able to do, you know, these races and train for them. And and now, you know, being able to, you know, share that with my my daughter, my 15 year old daughter, because she comes out and trains with us. Oh, that's great. Um, Yeah. So when we went out to Big Bear to train a few weeks ago, you know, um, I brought her along and, um, you know, she, she's really active. And, um, so it was, it was nice to be able to spend that time with her and train, you know, at the same time. Right. And she, Pushed me a couple of times when I was struggling up. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 nice to be able to. Outside. Oh, um, it's nice to be able to go and you know sort of reconnect with nature and get yourself back to get yourself back to sort of your childhood, right? And mm-hmm. being outside and you know having that type of fun again. Mm-hmm. For sure, it is. So this uh, being in the Spartan race, how has that? changed your relationship since you guys have been friends best friends for 30 years yeah how has this sport changed how you guys communicate um, <laughs> we still trash talking to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well for me as a person it's helped me grow to communicate with people um i've always had an issue with communicating you know i tend to just clam up and if i you know I try not to rock the boat. And so I don't say anything, you know, Mm -hmm. if the, you know, uh, anything, I don't express myself. Mm -hmm. And so just being able to, you know, come right out and say what I feel and her and I talk about it. And cause we've, we just, we disagree a lot, Mm -hmm. but it's all in love. But, you know, we've had a few moments where, you know, I, it was, it was an argument and but we talked about it and for me that's helped tremendously in my relationship with just other people yes um because now i you know i feel that i can express what i feel and you know um we can talk about it and 
you know, it'll be mm-hmm. okay. And I found out that you grow that way as a person, exactly. that a relationship grows that way. Yep. Um, so that, so that for me, that's been such a turning point, I think in my life for yes. future relationships, you know, for, you know, if I ever, you know, find a husband in the future. <laughs> <laughs> she says that like, it's so hard for her. Right? She's like gorgeous over here. Like, it's, it's, it's definitely not a hard thing for her. To, <laughs> but yeah. It's finding the right guy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I think for me, you know, we, we met when we were in high school, right? And so you go through different periods in your life of your friendship, right? So she was a mom be- way before I was a mom, right? And there was a certain time in her life that she had to focus on being a mom, right? And um, at that time, I wasn't a mom, so I was kind of doing my thing, but we would always connect in some way. And then I became a mom and she went through some life changes in her life as well. And, you know, you're not as connected as you normally would be, right? If you If you had things that were happening at the same time in your life. And now, you know, her children are are older than mine and Jeremiah is now seven. And we're at a point that like Jeremiah doesn't need me to be, I'm not a new mom anymore, right? So I have that flexibility of being able to go out with her and train with her or even taking Jeremiah with us and training with with us as well, right? So it's been really great that we've been able to connect back together, one Mm -hmm. in just our friendship because of the time in our lives, but then two, to find something that we both have in common. You know, as she was saying that at one time she was spinning and she was doing this book while and whatnot. And that during that time, I was a brand new mom, mm-hmm. right? So there was no chance for me to be able to do any of that with her. Um, the, you know, when I was, I used to spin as well, not doing this book while, but I used to be heavily into spinning. It was just, it's a really, really, really great exercise. But at the time for her, she was a new mom, right? So we weren't able to connect in that way. And so that's why I say it earlier when, um, she came out to the race and did this race with me. I was like, who is this? Mm. Because I've never known her to be sort of that tomboy willing to get muddy and dirty. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite stories from our first race together is a little chilly in December doing the Castaic race, which is not necessarily normal for us here in LA. Usually it's pretty warm, right? In December, but we've had a really cold, wet year. And so, as I was saying, I did not know that she was going to actually show up for this race. And I was shocked and that I was she was an hour early. By she the was way. early <laughs> on top of it all. Right. Um, but it was a little chilly that day. Right. And yes. so when she showed up and I'm like, wow, this is really great that she's here. And we're we're in part of a team that um, I had built that was about seven or eight of us. And her ages range from 15 years old to 65 years old, something like that. Mm-hmm. And we all kind of determined ahead of time we weren't going to do the water obstacles because it was a little chilly and it was a little windy. And I was like, okay, I'm okay with that. You know, I've done a water obstacle when it's cold out and it is, it is. Yeah. So the water obstacle is like a muddy water obstacle. Basically you submerge yourself fully in like this muddy water. You go underneath a wall and then you come out the other side. Right. So there's no option of just like getting up to your neck and like going through. (laughs) You have to submerge yourself through. And, um, so we decided all that we weren't going to do this obstacle. We were just going to kind of go around it because it was cold. It was chilly. Let, let me just tell you something about this girl <laughs> that I did not know existed. We get up to this obstacle and we're like, okay, we're all going to go around it. She's like, nope, I'm going to go in it. And I said, say what? You're going to do what? And she's like, I'm going to go in it. And I'm like, well, I guess if you're new and you're going to go in it and I'm a little bit sort of a veteran, I got to go in it with you now. And then from there, like two other people were like, well, I'm going to go in. I'm going to go in. And it ended up being like four of us going in this water obstacle, doing it together. Right. Mm-hmm. But it was such a fun moment to one connect in that way. Mm-hmm. But two, to find out that that woman existed mm-hmm. under the pretty exterior mm-hmm. and the dainty exterior. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, 
strength. That's one tough cookie, right? right. You know, like, I was so proud of her for that moment and yeah. didn't know that existed. And it was nice to discover after so many years that that person existed there, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And to see that. So, yeah, it was cool. What made you want to submerge yourself? I don't know. <laughs> I just came across that obstacle and I was like, I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. Had I thought about it some more, I probably wouldn't have. <laughs> there is that. So, yeah, I just thought, you know what? I couldn't complete some of the other ones, so I can I can go under the mud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can get muddy. Um, so, yeah, so um, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. You know, actually, I'm going to answer that for her because she's not giving herself justice. Because, I, you know, from doing the past couple of races with her, one thing I've learned – you know, she's very much a loyal friend, which is why we've been friends for a long time. Like she's very, very loyal. She's mm-hmm. such a good heart. She's somebody that will be there for you no matter what, right? If you call her, she will definitely be there for you. But one thing I've learned about her is she's committed. And, you know, what I know now about that race that mm-hmm. I didn't know back then is that she approached that obstacle and she's like, you know what? We're here to do this. So let's do it. Right. She wasn't like taking the easy way out Mm -hmm. wasn't an option because the easy way out was to go around the obstacle. Right. And sometimes I tend to be a little bit too nice where I'm like, oh yeah, if you don't want to do it, we don't have to do it. But we walked up to the obstacle and she's like, no, let's do it because we're here. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that one thing about her, like she's a very committed person. So if we're doing something, we're doing I'll it. Complain. Mm-hmm. Com- I'll complain. Don't get me wrong. I'll complain to no end. <laughs> she <laughs> and she's very patient with me too. She will definitely complain yeah. about it. Because <laughs> she'll tell me to shut up. <laughs> but she is committed. But I'll do it. Yeah. But, but she I is committed. Yeah. That's one thing I've learned about her that I didn't know was there is that she's very committed in doing something. In San Jose, when we did that race up there, we have this little joke that happened up there that she busted her boob. <laughs> Because My pectoral muscle. <laughs> she pulled her pectoral muscle oh. during the race where to the point where like she was jogging and she was like holding her chest. Right. But it's more fun to say she busted her boob. <laughs> and I, you know, I had said to her, I said, you know what? Don't, you know, do what you can. Don't injure yourself anymore. Right. Yeah. So there was a few obstacles. I was like, don't do this obstacle yeah. because it's going to hurt yourself. You know, let's just burpee out of it or we'll find some other way to instead of burpee. If she can't do the, the pushups, then we'll do air squats or whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, we get to this one obstacle where you have to pull yourself up. Oh. So it's like an A-frame wall. Yeah. Right. So the wall is shaped as an A-frame and it's muddy on one side and there's a rope hanging from it and you have to grab onto the rope and then you have to walk yourself up. Right. And then on the other side, you just kind of climb yourself down. She's like, I'm going to do this, Jeanette. And I said, no, don't. Cause you're going to hurt yourself even more. She's like, she looked at me. She was like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and it was one of those looks where I was like, Okay, you're going to do this. Yeah. I have no say in this, right? Yeah. And she got herself to the top of that A-frame, slipped, and fell all the way down. I mean, to the point where I was like, oh, my gosh, did she hurt herself, right? Nope. She just picked herself back up, and she was like <laughs> – I did hurt myself, but I went back on there. Yeah. She, yeah. she, Yeah, she did hurt herself, but she picked herself back up. She's like, I'm going to do this again. I'm like – Give yourself a break yeah. at least, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. just take a breather before mm-hmm. you go back up, right? So then I think I did the obstacle. Then I'm like, just give yourself a moment. Like, yeah. you don't have to rush through this. You know, give yourself a moment to recoup and whatnot. She got back up there because the, the top part of that obstacle is the hardest, right? Because you're in this awkward stance at the very top and it's very muddy and it's like really sort of engaging your core to grab onto the other side of the obstacle. And she she hooked her hand over and she completed it and it was like... I was filming her doing this whole thing, right? Wow. And I'm cheering her on. I'm cheering on. 
I started crying <laughs> just because it was almost like a life lesson yeah. like, of how yeah. hard she will fight for her daughter and her and her and her life and what she will do for herself mm-hmm. just to get things done. It was mm-hmm. really quite cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, okay. she speaks so highly of me, but oh man, you should hear her out there. <laughs> she trains. Well, you both are full of strength, and I'm so glad that you, you came and shared your story. If you had any tips for anyone that would like to do what you guys are doing and get into a Spartan race or even get fit, what would you say? Um, I say for me, just do it. Um, I think there's a lot of misconception out there that you have to be a certain body shape. You have to be, you know, fit. You know, you have to, um, you know, be able to uh, run. Part of it is just, um, just, just do it. Mm-hmm. Just go out and do it. Um, once you, you know, once you get out there, um, just enjoy the experience. And yeah, you don't have to be this type of, um, have this physical attribute or whatever to be able to do, you know, to do these things. So yeah, I think I would say just start, you know, Spartan has this thing that's called, um, couch couch to the course, I think it's called. Um, and it's, it's really great because it just really gets you up and off the couch. They just really want you to get up and off, off the couch and just start exercising and start being outside. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's really important, you know, just to give you, um, to give someone a tip on what to do is one, start to find, um, maybe an accountability partner that you can go out with. I mean, luckily I was able to do a lot of this stuff by myself um, just because it was nice to be on my own. Mm-hmm. One of my things I love to say, one of the things I really love about the Spartan race is that, you know, even before I was doing this with Lori is that when I'm out on the course, I'm not a mom. I'm not an employee. I'm not a commuter. I'm not a wife. I'm not a spouse. I'm not a daughter. It's just me in that course, right? It gives you a lot of time just to sort of think. I mean, it sounds so cheesy, but you know, you're there by yourself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even if you're part of a team, you're still kind of doing it by yourself. And it really gives you time just to be with you and be Mm -hmm. in that silence. I think where a lot of people like maybe might meditate or might do different things Mm -hmm. to help them along. Mm -hmm. It's sort of that same idea for me because it's just me and the mud and the course and myself. And Mm -hmm. just, it's so nice to be in that moment and be in that and be present there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, you know, kind of like what Lori was saying, don't look at what other people and what you see on social media and be intimidated by that. You know, mm-hmm. create your own reality, create your own um experience, mm-hmm. just get out there and do it. And um everything else will follow suit. You will find a community that will be there and that will encourage you and mm-hmm. that will challenge you. Yeah, right, right. right. And it's just, it is, it's just, it's something that don't, don't follow the intimidation of what you might feel mm-hmm. by what you see. Yes. And just get out there and do it. Because what you see may not be reality. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Well, ladies, I want to thank you so much, Miss Jeanette Oliver and Miss Lori de Guzman. Yes. (laughs) And your son, Jeremiah. Thank you guys. Thank you for having us on. This was so much fun. Yeah, this was cool. I can, once you start talking about Spartan races and CrossFit, you don't get people to stop. (laughs) I'm going to tell you that right now. Yes. (laughs) All right. I'm Laferne Cusack. This is ESPN ESPN LA. ESPN LA 710.